lovely people. Welcome to yet another week of our podcast. I'm Noreen. I am Amanda. And together we are Love Is It. Whether you is for you. Okay, lovely people. Happy Thursday. Is it Thursday? It's Thursday for me. The episode comes out on Tuesday. Well, but we're technically recording on Thursday. In well, Australia. you can't wait for the day that passed. Wednesday in, in Canada, and we're going to listen to you on Tuesday. Wow. I'm glad you people know the days of the week. <laughs> Congratulations to your elementary teachers. They did a great job. Amen. You know how to count. You know, you know what you're doing. Okay. We have ourselves a guest today. I also do not sound like that in real life. I do not enunciate at all. It just comes out the way it comes out. We have a guest that is going to introduce herself. And today we'll be talking about how they shall not mess with your money. You know how people say don't mess with my money? Meaning if you borrow money, return it with the same spirit that you borrowed it. Today we're going to talk about how we steal money from ourselves and how we can uh, give it back. So, what do you go by? What would you like the people to know you as? Because I will call you Charity, Mozawashe, or Musawashe. This is not your grandma. She's also my niece. She is uh, my Australian connect. You know, Australians be stealing anything Canadian, right? I'm finished. Hardly. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll plead the first. I'll plead the first. See, we talked about Australia last time, talking about how it's so close to Bali. We were supposed to go to Bali all together. <clears throat> mm. <laughs> Amanda is gone speechless. <laughs> oh, to Bali. She starts to calculate the distance. No, um, yeah, no, my name is Charity. Hey, you can call me Charity. You can call me Mutawashe. You can call me Musa Ngosi. You can call me Musa. But I'm, I I go by charity. I live in Australia. I've been living in Australia since 2008. I moved here with my family. I was 12. I was 12 when I moved to Australia. And yeah, I've, I, I think I, well, I've lived half my life now in, in Australia. So I grew up in Zim and came here when I was 12. So I'd like to think I have a good understanding of, you know, both cultures, having grown up in in both worlds and yeah it's mm. cool to be on this podcast so looking forward to that welcome, Oza. welcome, yeah. welcome. <laughs> i'm on the inside you know yeah 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 well uh, that is uh, a name that only the brother calls her by Muta. just keeps like elongating your name <laughs> unnecessarily yeah so, how has been your 2020? What's going on with you? Um, my 2020 has been okay. Okay. So, you graduated um, last year? Yeah, I finished my postgraduate in occupational health and safety. No, actually, in 2018. <laughs> in 2018. 
So I've been working now for two years um, in health and safety. And yeah, it's, it's, it's been good. For me, 2020 has been good because I got to rest <laughs> um, from work. Well, I was still working, but because of COVID, we had to have a different schedule. So usually we work for two weeks and you get one week off. But because of COVID, you, we worked two weeks and got two weeks off. So, you know... It, while it, what's happened has been devastating, it's it's also been a, a blessing in disguise for for others as well. But yeah, otherwise, Amen. yeah, it's been Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. So it's been three years since I was in Australia. Yes, yes, it's been three years. A child could be walking. A, ch- a whole child could be walking and talking now. Hmm. There's certain things when you all start talking about, I just check out children and Bali. <laughs> children and Bali, you're out. And Bali is definitely. So you made it to Bali before it closed. Is huh? it in Asia? Yes, I I have oh, a, a Balinese, uh, an Indonesian housemate, and a Japanese housemate, or two Japanese housemates and one Indonesian housemate. Yes, um, yeah, I got to go to Bali. Uh, before Corona, actually during it. In fact, I went in February when we flew back. The borders down closed. We're like, ooh, well, we made it. That's very nice. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. Oh, it That's was beautiful. beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was it was lovely. I recommend. I, I I recommend. Good for you. We will ignore you for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna catch an attitude any minute now. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I was even send you pictures just so you guys can just get like you can not just pictures. Snaps. Not, not pictures, girl. No, no pictures. I'm not gonna see <laughs> Someone will catch right? these hands otherwise. You know how they say the borders were closed. You. Talk about <laughs> one more time. <laughs> you know how they say the borders were closed. She's going to fly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With this what anger that I have, I will be over there. <laughs> I know my sister in time, in time, in time, everything back be back to normal, and yeah, you'll get to experience that. No worries, hey, girl. Yes, so we might as well get on to why we're here today, otherwise, uh, some people may be beaten down, and uh, I I still like you as my niece, so nah. I still need you, ish. <laughs> I, I can't stop her. If she's beating you down, I can't stop her. I might call the police and be like, they're fighting over there. That, that's all but I can do. That's, that's all you're willing to do. It's like, you're not yeah, yeah. trying to get in the line of fire to get, catch these hands. No. No, okay. So, I, I retract what I said. I, I, yeah. <laughs> so, money, dollar, mula. What are they called? My bones. And bonds. Keep yeah. your bonds. It's okay, thanks. <laughs> Keep you your bonds. You don't want them. Enjoy. I'm good, love. Enjoy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You, you don't, okay. It is uh, the dollar, dollar bill. The dollar bill, yeah. So what's, uh, what's been your experience with money and who told you or taught you about money? Um. So... I think in many ways, my parents have always tried to instill 
you know, an understanding of the concept of money. Mm-hmm. But me, you know, when you're younger, no one can tell you anything. I, I feel like, like, my parents told me to save, you know, because I used to work at my first job. My first job was at KFC and, you know, that was my first income independently. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I was, I guess, starting to, you know, earn my own money and starting to understand somewhat how money worked. Like you, you work for it and it comes to your account and you spend it. That was my understanding then. So my mm-hmm. parents stepped in and like, Charity, that's wonderful that you work. Um, but another thing you can do is not only work and get money, but you, you also save it. And it's not necessarily that you, you you save it for anything in particular, but it's good to always have savings in your account. And I was like, what? I worked how many hours last week? And you can't tell me I can't buy my dress because I need to save money for what? Nah, 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 nah. See, what we're not going to do is that. So, yeah, no, I, I, I spent my money. But as I grew older, my father's an accountant, by the way. Um, as I grew older, they continued to try and encourage me, you know, to learn about money, understand money, and see how it works. And it's it's only, I worked four or five years ago that I've really come to understand the important, the importance of learning about money. So whether you have it or not, Never mind that. It's just understanding money. So that by the time you do have it, you're better off. I feel like you're miles ahead compared to someone who has money and doesn't know how to use it. So yeah, my, my I, I, I've had to grow in my personal journey of understanding how money works and, and yeah, how far it can take you and the amazing things it can do and amazing differences it can make in your life and others as well. So is there a particular rule or way that you decide how much you save versus how much you can spend? Because uh, we spent, what, two months together? Men will save no money. <laughs> no. Well, I guess it, it, it's all about context. What what situation are you in? What are you planning to do? ETC, ETC. So if it's a holiday, obviously you have decided you go to holiday, you're going to spend money on a holiday. So that's different. Either you've saved up enough money to spend on that holiday, so you go all out. And then in your day-to-day life, I guess, um, then you make decisions. So for me, I decided I save about 40% of my income. I mean, I'm able to do that also because I don't live at home. Well, I, I live at home, but I live at work, so I... I I fly to work and you fly back in. So you leave at work for like three weeks of a month. So you don't have to, you know, buy groceries and food as often. So that helps. So, yeah, I just divide my income by bills, um, emergency, savings, and my, you know, like miscellaneous things. So that that way I know exactly where my money is going, when it's coming, how it's going to work. And yeah, and then I see my savings accumulate and I feel really good about myself, like I've achieved something. And yeah. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Amanda, did you hear her talk about how when you go on vacation, you would have saved money? Yeah. I guess you skipped that part of last week's episode, huh? <laughs> I mean, like, these things 
change and 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 as you learn to know more about like back then back in 2017 i wasn't that serious about money <laughs> i didn't you know i was still i was still on my journey pretty much so you know but still i wouldn't change anything about <laughs> about that i absolutely would not change anything because as much as i i encourage saving and literacy um financial financial based literacy I also understand that you know what sometimes we'll have moments where you know you just want to go all out and have a good time responsibly um but yeah you know some things this will happen you need to treat yourself once in a while and I absolutely acknowledge that but at the same time in the long run what are we doing in the long run like I mean holidays we're not going on holiday every month so the months that we're not on holiday how are we using our money how are we um helping ourselves with our money are we stealing from ourselves you know you put money in your bank you know you know a little savings account and then next week's like ah yeah nah i need those shoes hey well no do you really need those shoes right now well, you use the word need do they become a need I can you see now you, you see know. now you see, exactly so it's about identifying your actual your actual needs and differentiating them from your want needs and then being you know making decisions from there uh-huh. and, yeah. I realized, we are gathered here to learn from you I, i'm telling you and i'm saying i realized that she was like the responsible one between the two of us <laughs> when i was like so we managed to get to Terrell island where did we end up Rodness Island. Rodness Island by mistake. Like, seriously, we're supposed to get off a different island. We ended up somewhere else. So then I'm like, Mota, would you like to take a helicopter home? (laughs) 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 And she's like, no, we can just take the... what The The ferry. The ferry back. I'm like... (laughs) We could have taken a helicopter here. I'm like, oh, ma'am. He's like, ma'am. I'm like, oh. I also did as an ultimate. I was like, we could take a helicopter home or we could stuff when we get to like South Africa. We're going to be hungry. I'm not sure. Like, I'm, I'm not going hungry. I'm not going hungry. So we're going to take the ferry instead. I was like, taking away the fun and when you talk about how we don't go on vacation every single month i'm I'm scratching my head because i'm like i don't think my head knows that because i've been living like i'm on vacation all the time. my thoughts exactly i'm not sure we might not be on vacation but the way we'll be living <laughs> we're on vacation we stay on vacation and i mean if 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 that's the lifestyle you want and you budget for it that way then that's fine but if you didn't then if if there's no i no like how do i say this if you're just going to spend everything every month i mean if you know what okay me i like doing nice things and so this portion of my income will always be put aside to do nice things then you put that money aside to do nice things and then that's part of your budget it doesn't mean what you don't have fun at all or you don't do what you want to do you do it but it just means you're intentional about putting that money aside or vouchers or whatever you used to have fun. You put it aside to actually have fun. So it's not a guilt thing. It's your lifestyle. It's it's what you can afford. So that's fine, I think. I don't know. What so, are your thoughts? 
I'm going to agree with the part where you need to put it on your budget. And I mm-hmm. think sometimes even the word budget has like this negative quality. Yeah. yeah. Rather than something that is, it allows me to get a better understanding of where my money is and where my money goes mm. to a point where I used to have allowance on my budget. Mm. And that is allowance. That is my miscellaneous money to buy mm. whatever, do whatever that I want with. But also it's not my dinner money. I have yeah. money for going out to eat at restaurants, which is mm-hmm. different yeah. than my miscellaneous money. Because yeah. I think when we get caught up at times, it's like, if I look at my bank statement, it tells me you spent 20% on transportation, you spent this much on this. And then it's like, there's $2,000 on miscellaneous. I'm like, oh. <laughs> who is this miscellaneous? I feel like it's a person. <laughs> so why is he taking my money? <laughs> yeah, miscellaneous, you have to talk. <laughs> miscellaneous have to have a because I don't know what services miscellaneous offers, but I don't understand. <laughs> but they're taking lots of money. <laughs> they're taking a lot of money. And the weird thing is, and the Canadian and US dollar tend to be on par, right? Mm. And, no, Must Canadian is yeah right and the thing there's nothing easier than spending a hundred dollars that's true you literally walk out of the house 20 minutes later you've spent a hundred dollars oh without a question you you don't even know what it is that you bought no to a point where i think sometimes this is where i'm going to justify my uh certain bougie taste where i would rather buy something expensive that i'm going to see then if someone that does this thing where you constantly go to, what is it called? Big W? Yeah. Walmart? Yeah. To buy a bag. And then every two weeks, the bag is broken. You go back and buy another one. And then you go back every two weeks. By the time the year ends, you've spent the same amount as you would have to just buy one decent bag. But I've changed styles 12 times. 24 times. What are you doing with this bag that is baking so much? <laughs> have you seen the bag with the big W? You guys have big W in Canada? We call it Walmart. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yes. No, I, I have seen those. I, I have seen like, those. Not necessarily the best quality out there, but... Are you going to condone buying your bags or your clothes in a place that sells food? But that's a completion for us. <laughs> if you can buy your groceries and... <laughs> if you can buy your groceries <laughs> and buy underweight, don't do it. <laughs> leave it where we found it. Leave it there. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. It's up for you. But the thing is, I think sometimes we think because it's like $5, you're like, it's cheaper. Mm. Where well, it's much cheaper to invest in something that's going to be long lasting. Yeah. I've never had to like throw away any of my I won't say the brand, they don't pay me. Brand. <laughs> <laughs> but because there's something that has gone wrong. In fact, I just changed them around because I want to, but it's yeah. not because there's anything that's wrong with them. Yeah. Where people that buy like the cheaper bags. They'll change them, but they'll break. And we all have been students. I stopped carrying a backpack. I think it was like grade eight or something. So I've always carried bags. And once you put like a laptop in there and all of that is going to break. Mm. So you're better off investing in like a decent bag so that you can actually make it through. Because girls be trying to look cute in uni though. 
it's not about that life. I'm not about like come up in my big bricks and then I have to carry my textbooks in a five dollar bag or like in a plastic bag. Mm. Oh, five dollar bag cute though. Yeah. Like I, I'm all about do what works for you and what works for your budget at that moment in time. So if you're a uni student, um get a student. What <laughs> oh no not that don't do that there's a decision for you to make but do what works for you at that moment in time don't act like you're fully employed before you're fully employed because okay, so just... don't go broke trying to impress people exactly at the okay. same time my father does does have a saying cheap things not good good things not cheap so it's not unnecessary that um a five dollar thing you know will break tomorrow if you take care of it reasonably it could last but i mean don't also intentionally always buy cheap quality things there's i believe in also i me personally i'm happy to go into a good sammy's for us those are like secondhand stores to look for quality things of course the things i would never buy that are secondhand i don't mind buying clothing and doing laundry like serious hot laundry and washing them um i don't mind buying bags from there um that's for me it's fine i'll clean it after and then i also don't mind going into a um Zara, Amaya's, that are, that's our department store, and also getting a Coven Klein or DKNY bag. So I, I'm someone that's comfortable in both worlds, whether it's a $5 bag. If I like it, I'll buy it and make it last. But I'm also happy to treat myself once in a while with a nice luxury item. But that's because I make sure my income <laughs> and my budget allows it. Employed. I like the rest of us. Huh? She should be employed. <laughs> no, yeah. And what what's what's your guys' understanding and concepts of money? Oh, how did you grow up with money? Did you discuss money with round? your parents? It makes the world go round. My mother says, "No money, no love." It's very important. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Well, I think. Really, the conversation about money was uh, when you get your first job, you give me your first paycheck. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. All right. Mm. And um, whether that is to like delay your gratification to help you realize that not always do you have to like have money, it means spending it. Because mm. God knows, I, I, I will calculate it before I even work for it. <laughs> mm. I would have budgeted it. Like, I'm like, I know exactly what's going on. But also, I get paid once a month. So I need oh, to, like, yeah, I need to put all of that in place and know when, what bills are coming. Mm. And all that kind of stuff. So I have to, be like, on top of all of that. But in terms of uh, what the conversation was, I don't think it was like, okay, this is what you do with money or what money can do for you. Mm. You Like my parents were decently well off in Zim. So you could see that there was like a difference between like the people with money and the, versus the people without the money. Yeah. But really it was never like a conversation, like at the dinner table, let's sit down and talk about money and why it's important. I yeah. think it's only becoming a conversation now. Mm. And part of it really has to do with exploring credit. Yep. Like, because in Zim, that's something that we don't have to worry about or even have conversations about. 
Mm-mm. You spend what you have. And people, when you when people say they have money, they have money. Yeah. Like, it's not like I'm able to go borrow money. It's I have the money and I'm spending what I have and I don't owe anyone after Anything. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas sometimes it feels like being in North America, if you don't wake up and go to work, I mean, uh, miscellaneous is coming. Miscellaneous <laughs> 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 is coming without hesitation. Miscellaneous be busy in my account. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I'm still waiting for my conversation about money. Mm. Oh. I'm still waiting for <laughs> I'm I'm holding on. I'm like maybe it's coming. Maybe it's coming. Um, I don't think that my no. Actually, my parents never gave me a conversation about money. What they did was when they got me my first phone, they also said go get a job. Mm -hmm. Um, so which led to that mindset of if you want something, you have to work for it. Nobody's going to give it to you. Yeah, because. Literally, when I started getting bills, they said, start working. So it was always on me to make sure that I calculate, because I knew that if even if I called them and said, I need money for this, they'd be like, didn't you work? <laughs> New phone, who's this? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, what have you been doing? Like, so it's like, there's always that thing of, that mentality of, if you want something, go work for it because nobody else is going to provide that for you. But the the in terms of learning how to budget and stuff like that, it was never like a conversation, yeah. more of an expectation that you should know that you should save your own money. Yeah. Uh, you should know that you are supposed to have a couple hundred or a couple thousand dollars in your bank account for a rainy day. Mm. Um, it is supposed to be like magical knowledge. Yeah, mm-hmm. somehow, somehow. Right, because the schools don't teach you. And it's different because when I was in Zim, I never worried so much about finances because my grandmother dealt with a lot of that. And my grandmother has nine kids. So, and a lot of them, half of them are out of the country, so they'll send him money. So, so you, never, you never knew where the money came from. It just grew on the tree. Right, and but also there was a bag in the bedroom that had money. <laughs> I still know the I code. Mean, what, this, what is your grandma's address? <laughs> I still know the code up to this day. There was a bag of money. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she she always forgot. Like she never she count she will count she will make me count it, and be like, "How much is it?" And I would tell her, but she will forget. So she will come back and ask me. But if I happen to be passing by the bedroom and think I don't have lunch tomorrow, let me just. I would just take a 20, and when she asked me, I would calculate it. Minus 20? Oh, yeah, oh, minus I'm finished. 20. I'm done. <laughs> You're a stealer. <laughs> well, I, what I had to do. No, because also, think about it. Um, There was never there was never an allowance back then. Yeah, yeah that's true. So it was like the, you were never given money to say, this is how much money you're going to spend. I remember every time I woke up in the morning when I was about to leave for school, I have to knock into my grandmother's room to ask her, can I have lunch money? Which in hindsight, I'm like, why didn't we just take lunch? But I, that was that was where I lived. <laughs> <laughs> because there's, there was always money for lunch, so why pack lunch? Really? It was like, it was always like, I, I always had this expectation that I think maybe that's why when I got to Canada, my parents were like, we've got to change that. Because when we went I to think church... it's a status thing. Huh? It's a status thing. 
right? When we went to church, yeah, she would give me like she when we were leaving church, I'll go to her and I'll be like, I came to church, and she would literally slide me off at twenty to go buy ice cream or something as we get off church. Um, when she, when every time she left the house, she was supposed to bring me something because that was the first question I asked her. What you bring me? Yeah, what you bring me? Limpati <laughs> right? <laughs> so it was always that expectation. So I think my parents had recognized that when I got here, and they were like, "No, we're not putting up with this." Absolutely not. <laughs> Fair enough. But I think you highlighted an important piece where you see money being exchanged but you don't get to have an understanding. Like, they will send you to go buy bread, then you bring the change, right? Mm. That, they, that I'm not going to take away, they, they put it in, right? Mm. However, it wasn't, Amanda, here's your $20. These are things that you need or you want. How are you going to make it happen? Mm. Like, we learned to buy, but we never learned how to actually manage the money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, same for me. My father pretty much was based in the UK for most of my young life. And so whenever I needed anything, I'd just be like, Mom, can I have this? Can I have that? Can I have this? Can I have that? And he was there. So, But where it came from? Well, I don't know. You know, what I know is I asked for shoes and I get the shoes. And one day I remember I asked for uh, chips, my hot chips from Mr. Chips in town. And mom was like, Andina Mario, I don't have money. And I'm like, um, go get money, Pamduri. And said, No, no, don't have money, Pamduri. Which is like, go get money from the wall, which for me was the ATM. Because I've seen mom at the ATM, she goes, presses a button, she puts a card in there, and she gets money. So now, what do you mean you can't buy me chips? You go get money from the wall. And so. I mean, when mom tells me that story, it, it, it really is a testament of how much growing, I guess, we all have had to do in understanding where money comes from. Yeah, and understanding money in general. And I, I didn't put it in place. They didn't, they didn't actually say, okay, this is what you do with your money. Because mm, then mm. I think the conversation was always, don't worry about like the old people's business. Yeah. But I also think like, it was kind of their way to keep you keep you like innocent. Innocent, that's true. So money doesn't take away your innocence. Okay, not if you so let much me that. My statement, you hear what I had to say. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I think, back then, like I saw how if my because me and my I lived with my grandmother and I was very close and we went everywhere together. If nobody sent her money and she didn't like. At that point, she wasn't working as much. So she wasn't getting, she would go for like months without getting paid. The amount of stress and like pressure she would be in to keep up the house and the rent was a lot. So now as an adult, I understand she wasn't trying to stress me out by telling me about all those things, which I know it did me a disservice because it didn't teach me as much about finances, but I think she thought she was doing the best she could. Because mm. mm-hmm. I can't be going outside and worrying about, so tomorrow I'm not going to have electricity. Like, mm. it wouldn't have really helped. <laughs> but I think that's the conversation that unintentionally we have with our own kids. Like the other day, my nephew opened the fridge. I was like, you have a fridge to open? <laughs> 
what what did you put in the fridge, sir? And he's like, well, I'm just looking for something to drink. He knows he finds it there. But when it comes to like the caring part from the store, he'll see us buy it. And then he refuses to carry it from the car into the house. But he expects it to be in the fridge. Mm. And so I feel like the conversation about money isn't just about where does money come from, but also how do you actually earn money and what does it look like when you're earning money? Because sometimes you're not earning money because then it comes back as money. Not every single minute that you go to work is equals money. Yeah. Sometimes you put in some hours that don't get accounted for. Absolutely. And then that's the thing that never clicks. Yeah. And then you grow up with like a, a bougie taste bud. <laughs> that that is that is true, hey. And 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 I've seen that as individuals as well. When we don't understand money, there's no way when you're in a relationship, <laughs> you suddenly understand money. And I think that 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 has come at a high price for our society, seeing as like I think quite a huge percentage of divorces is because of finances. And this is not because of the problems in the marriage. These problems would have started with us when we were individuals. And so it's when like... Money in a relationship, are we really talking about money or we're talking about the values around money? Exactly. So we, as individuals, if we don't, in ourselves, do not have an understanding of the values of money, the concepts of money... In as you know, in whole, in wholeness, and everything, there's no way we are coming into any kind of relationship, and not just a romantic relationship. I mean, familiar relationships are challenging because of money, because we either have grown up, like I mean, for example, like I was saying when I was younger and my father's in the UK, I knew I just asked for things and they are here. You but now imagine for things from you. <laughs> Sorry. You mean now people ask for those things? Now things, people ask for things for me. I'm like, excuse me, you want $20? It costs me $60 to send you $20. Ah, you ain't going to see nothing. You but, know how um... I calculate how, how many hours I have to work? There's a certain number of hours I'm willing to sacrifice. The yeah. hour, but I'm, not. I'm not sacrificing the whole day for you. For you. Mm, I'm not sacrificing that. half of my day for you. The first two hours could be yours. And not only that, you didn't even you don't even check me to say hello. You don't text me any other time to say, Jay, how are you doing today? God bless you. Take care. Nah, it's always beep. Hi. Beep. Can I have $20? I'm like, but 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 no hello, nothing. No. But yeah, that's it now. Our individual, our lack of understanding of money as individuals affects a lot of our relationships as well. And, and not not just Having money, yeah, it's it's quite a, it's quite a conundrum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's my word for the day. <laughs> I for one, I am a professional student. When family members ask for money, professional students. So as I mentioned, uh, charity is my niece, and I think my brother has done like a great job of saying. People can ask him for money, mm-hmm. but they shouldn't be asking for money from his kids. Mm. Like, say, and maybe it goes back to that idea of like trying to protect your kids and all of that. But really, truth be told, how did I get on a plane 
and all of a sudden become an adult that people that I looked up to can feel comfortable enough asking for money from mm. me. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So you should be well off. There's trees. There's many trees in the diaspora. Don't you know? <laughs> like, just think about the image that you had of Canada or of Australia before you got there. Yeah. Well, my mother sold me a false image, okay? <laughs> we were all we were all duped to think this, but we were going to be rich. We were going to be in life. I yeah. mean, were we not all going to be Beyonce, though? <laughs> that was crap. <laughs> it was a fantastic <laughs> I think they told us that. I think we made up those stories in our heads. In our, I mean, it, anyway, was better than where we were. I think that's that's like escapism. Like you, you, anyway, is better than where I am now. Right. Like, oh, you. I think you know. I don't think it was necessarily that we wanted. I mean, of course, you wanted to be better than where you are because you're already not running away, but you're trying to be in a better place. So why is the point of me leaving Zimbabwe here in this recession? I left in 2008, which was like the height of the recession. What's the point of me leaving Zimbabwe if I'm going to suffer and be hungry? So I think, yeah, it's definitely a form of just trying to cope and hope for the better in the next place. Little do you know, there's a thing called taxi, taxi, Z, and all these things. And you're like, what? I remember my first year was literally a we were me and my mother were fighting every single day because first of all i didn't want to be here but that's <laughs> second of all it was me not understanding because when when she calls and i'm like oh we need school fees we need this we need this she'll send the money instant. yeah it felt instant. so if you can afford to do all those things because when i was in zim my mom never came to visit zim mm. But also, she never explained how what she had to do to get the money right? she was sending you. So mm. I'm kind of hard. Now I'm mm. seeing even this big house with all these things, nice things, and I'm like, fam, do you did you see the house I was living in where I came from? Mm. This is not it. You be elevating yourself and leaving me in the struggle, <laughs> <laughs> right? And it became like I remember we like it became such like a thing that was like that almost ruined our relationship because i didn't understand the resentment to work to like she like later on she didn't even tell me during that time where we were like at our highest peak our peak of conflict she never told me until later on that she was working like two jobs like 16 hour days just to keep up just to pay her bills here and pay her bills in in Zimbabwe because she was the main one supporting my grandmother at that point because I was living mm. with my grandmother. Mm. But when I get here, I'm like, sis, you got all this, and I am struggling. That exact same thing when, uh, let's say, you go back home, and when you show up and you open your suitcase, people all they're seeing is the heaven. Oh yeah. Like, like and I think that's the where the resentment comes from. It's like. They see what they want to see mm. versus what the reality is. Because at the end of the day, like you said, no one calls and says, how's your day? No. My favorite thing to say is, I have a cold. I'm sick. Am I, I want to see how you're going to react. Are you actually going to say, oh, hope you get well, or you stop texting me because you realize that I'm not going ah, to be there's here. There's nothing here. Right? But what Amanda was highlighting is the fact that 
we don't even get to see, and I think this is the biggest part, the money financial conversation gets to happen behind doors. Yeah. And all you see is the things that are a result of it. You don't get to realize the sacrifice and the things that go into that. And so I don't see why I'm not going to get what I need because as far as I know, there's that bag in the bedroom that has money because mm. that's what I know. Yeah. I'm not going... ask for school money, I get it. So what's the problem? Yeah, I'm not going to know that you're putting a 16-hour day. Maybe that's the part where we also like are oblivious to certain things where like we're also told about how it is to work but mm. also we don't realize the other ways of making money. Yeah. Mm. And I think, I think most of us have lived in that traditional way of working. Like I have in my nine to five and I'm going to get my check at the end of it. Like there's also that level of like, it's a comfort thing where I yeah. know if I go into work and work these much hours, I am getting this my, much, this money. much dollars and right. pushing. So it's like, it's a, it's, I'm comfortable here because I know I'm getting my money. Whether I'm making as much money as I should be. Yeah. That's a whole other question. But also, we didn't used to have, stop filing your nails. We never used to have the, you get paid by the hour. Hmm. That's true. It's like a monthly salary thing. It's a new, yeah. was a new concept coming into the diaspora. I didn't think so much about money when I was in Zimbabwe. Like, to be honest, I never did. No. Now that I think about it. No. Well, Muta did. Muta was able to tell you that do not give me chingwane drink as we know This one cannot start us, okay? She told the people, if you buy me biscuits and drink, it makes sense. But bread and juice, how? How is that a combination that you're expecting me to eat? I will never leave this town, will I? You'll never leave that one down. It looks that like I'll never leave it down. One. That is a classic one, okay? You, oh, you're never leaving it down. Yeah, but I think it has to do with they create this lovely thing. Whereas for me, if I'm going into a relationship and I'm saying a romantic relationship, I'm just expecting that I'll just be present. Mm. Because that's all I saw. Like, yeah. my mom didn't work until she came to the diaspora. Mm. Everything was enough. Everything was there. And then her excuse was like, how are you asking me for mine when I'm always here with you? I'm like, I know you're the one who deals with the finances. Don't try and be smart with me. Oh, I'm finished. <laughs> but the point is, we get into that arrangement. Well, Part of it, marriage is a cake because it's only for financial gain. Mm-hmm. So that we're taking. Speak on it. Say that again for the people at the bed. Marriage is only for financial gain. There is no real like you can have love outside of marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I oppose that, but uh, that's a that's a discussion for another day. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I love <laughs> no, but when when you're even told, it's like, can you cook? Can you do all of this? You're not told. Can you make your own money? Mm. Can you make sure that you're going to be able to, to sustain yourself? Mm. Can you budget? Can you budget? Nope. Because even being a certain age without being married, it's like, well, uh, what are you doing? How are you going to, how are you going to be going to eat? <laughs> oh, the whole, you can't be too independent because, you know, men are intimidated by that. Trust well, me. Well, you've got to keep 
them time and space for them to feel that way. And when we say that, I'm thinking of an example where this guy went to get married to a girl that lived in the village. And um, he comes, brings her to the town and says, babe, here's money for groceries. She literally goes and buys ama biscuits and fills the whole kitchen ama biscuits because no one had had a conversation with her about what it is to buy a grocery and mm. what are the essentials that you buy to like start a, a home. Mm. And then this man just throws her money and she goes and buys things that are going to excite her. <laughs> yeah, buy biscuits too. But yeah, like, nah. that's, that's all she did. She just bought what was exciting and that was perfect. And you're like, oh, so we're going to only eat this? Because that's not what we're told. That's not no. what we're taught to actually have in place. No. Can I switch this conversation slightly to how do you navigate family and finances in the sense that when they come to borrow money, because I think this is where we also mess up our own money with family and creating that relationship. I have a rule. Mm. Me and me, money and family never go together. Let's love each other non financially. What about with friends? <laughs> what about with friends then? I the friends that I borrow money or that I borrow money from, we have clear boundaries on how that's going to work. We have a clear understanding. We have a clear conversation before the money is exchanged. When it's coming back, how much is coming back? How is coming back? Oh, what time? Yeah, <laughs> what time of the day is coming back? For me, conversations about money, personally, are very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I don't like to talk about money. Mm. And I hate feeling like I'm bothering you when I'm asking you about my money. Mm. Oh, yeah. So... Also now, when I to- when you told me that you're going to return my money on Wednesday, now it's Thursday. When I see you, I'm catching an attitude because... because. I'm smiling on Snapchat. <laughs> you're not smiling on Snapchat while you owe me money. How do you <laughs> Why are you on the gram <laughs> with my money? Noreen knew somebody who owed me money. She went and bought something. This girl is like, so she's going to go buy, buy all this and still owe you money? <laughs> How, Sway? How? No, no, seriously, I, I have this. I, I would rather owe a bank than owe someone. So when I owe someone, mm. I will pay your money A to the SAP rather than owing you money or owe the bank. Like, I don't care about my student loan. I'll pay it off whenever. But owing someone money, I don't want someone saying, she'd be walking around in a mm, bag. Yeah, she owes me money. Did you see her watches from mm? Yeah, she owes me money. Mm-mm. I I try by all means not to borrow money. Like if I'm borrowing money from somebody, I'm in a tight space. Mm. I'm in a really tight corner. I try and not uh, and keep like because like I'm at a point where I'm I am older now and the friendships that I have I value. Yeah. And the relationships that I'm in I value those. So I'm I try and do everything in my power to maintain those. Yeah. And, I know money is one thing. Money is the root of all evil. So I know those friendships or relationships will dissolve in a minute over a hundred dollar argument. We're yeah. not going to have that. Well, and I think sometimes 
you have to have people that you have money relationships with. Like, don't be someone that borrows money from everyone. Every time, all the time. All the time. But also have your people that you borrow money from and you sustain those relationships by actually keeping the hour, the minute, the second in which you said you're going to return it and you actually return it. Because if you return it and then you say, you know what, I really have all the intentions to return the money, but something else has come up. You know, I'm more likely to be like, you know what, thank you for actually putting me first. Because the problem is people don't do that. And then that's where we miss money. Uh, I think her name is Susie or something. She said the problem with families and finances is the fact that when you borrow the money, they bring back the exact amount. Whereas they've inconvenienced you. Whereas they've inconvenienced you. They bring less sometimes. Not sometimes even, even less. They decide how much they want to give you back versus what you actually... Or they give afford. you back your money in pieces. Nothing I hate than a being send my money back in pieces. Mm. Yeah. If I send you $1,000, please gather that money together and send it to me all together. As one time. When as I send you as a one-time payment, you received <laughs> it as a one-time payment. So I need to come back as a one-time payment. So um, one thing I, have, I, I do now is I keep the same energy. Mm. But, but what I mean by that is, and some people in my life dislike this, but I do it deliberately. Mm. If I borrow money from you, or we're somewhere and I say you pay for something, and I tell you I will pay you back, the first time I will pay you back accordingly, when I said I will pay you back. Mm-hmm. Um, If you do the same thing to me, Three, four, five, six weeks later, you still haven't paid me back. Guess what I'm going to do? When we go out next time, <laughs> I'm going to carry that same energy that you brought into my financial situation. Mm. So five, six, seven, eight weeks later, you will still be asking me for your money, and I will still be acting like I don't have it. God knows mm. I have it in my bank account, but because you try to inconvenience me, mm. I'm going to triple inconvenience you. Oh, Lord. Because this is where we're at. You are not remember, the one to mess with. No. Remember when they said, I would love to borrow your money, but I can't mess with what Jesus is doing in your life right now. <laughs> I'm finished. Um, well, for me, um, well, first of all, also, I wanted to just like say something. It's, it's, it's the love. The love of money is the root of, 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 of all evil. The love. So money in itself is fine. But the laugh, that's where we go wrong, the laugh. Um, I've been fortunate enough for, like um, Auntie Noreen was saying, that my, my father has protected me in the sense that he does not allow anyone to ask me for money. And he, it's a discussion we've had that if anyone ever asks me for money, I direct them to my father. If anyone says, so can I? Can I? I'm like, well, I know a guy. He's my dad. <laughs> go talk to him. I need your father in my life. <laughs> it's like, do not ever start because when you start, basically, that is the end. Because once you've done it for one person, mm-hmm. the other person will be like, oh, so then you only t- help those people. I also need you to keep quiet when you get money. Thank you. Keep quiet. But you know, the thing is, they don't actually say that they're grateful towards you. Mm mm. They just go for fathering everywhere. 
Yeah. I don't need all that explanation. Don't, don't tell me. <laughs> don't. I, I, me and you, don't, here, don't, we write Keep it on the down lower. Keep, mm-hmm. keep it on the DL. I think there's a part where I think people, and I'm generalizing here, people in Africa, particularly Zimbabwe, get themselves in some very interesting situations with the intent that someone is going to rescue them. I'm still waiting for someone to bless me too, okay? Mm. But my favorite one is, such and such is getting married while all contributing. Hey, excuse you. <laughs> so why am I in this conversation? These community weddings need to stop. <laughs> why am I, I am part of your marriage? What God is doing in your marriage is nothing to do am with I my Am I going bank to account? get something out of this marriage? Am I not? Like, why? Mm. I mean, why I think I also the challenge home? back home is... <laughs> is that we can't talk about back home without also acknowledging that it really is a complex issue in the sense that, yes, some people are very much frivolous with the money that we send them. But at the same time, there is a desperate need. I mean, yes, weddings are one thing. We're popping some more wet, more wet, more wet, whatever you want to call it. It was a Jesus miracle. On my birthday, we're eating African cake with some Coca-Cola and Fanta and we throw some cookies at the front to decorate you. We make our own donuts. Ah, we make our own donuts so that we can have something sweet to eat. No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there are people that are really quite disrespectful about money back home. But it's like, we also have to be like, you know, some people are genuinely in need of money. And then there are people that are just, well, nah, For me, sorry. I was saying that in a country with like 97% unemployment rate, it's really difficult. It is. It is difficult to be. It's not a black and white. I mean, in some situation, it is black and white, but it's, it's hard to be like... Everyone is, you know, wasting my money. But it's it's still a challenging conversation that has to be had, I guess. But um, yeah, my, another thing I do is, well, if I if I find that there is a situation that, okay, you know what, this person is hardworking and or they're a student, and I genuinely am feeling able to help. In that case, I send money through my father. <laughs> so everything happens. Mm-hmm through my father so it's my money mm-hmm. but i'll be like dad don't tell them it's me don't don't they don't need to know you can just send them this money and i'm about to send my brother a dm okay thank you for the insight <laughs> <laughs> and no one will ever know it was me and hopefully no one listen to listens to this podcast from back home but you know that's neither here nor there but yeah that's that's something i'm very much grateful for that my 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 father has has Enabled but I think my future really comes down to if you are that much in love, you don't need a white wedding. The people that were actually planning on getting married got married. The ones that mm. were waiting, waiting for wedding days did not get married during Corona. Because mm. you can get married on Zoom. We will attend on Zoom. That's where I don't have where, like The thing is, people weddings at court are real. If you cannot, if you are truly there because you want to get married, there's a reason why the, what is it called? The ceremony part mm-hmm. isn't charged. It's free. Because that's the most important part. Yeah. Why is your pastor charging you to marry? 
Like, it, it's you, like, he took time out of his day, or she took time out of her day. It's, it is also part of the job duties that says you will also marry the congregation. things. <laughs> you know, one thing that I struggle with is this whole a promise is a credit thing. Mm, yeah. If you say I'll get that for mm-hmm. you whenever and then they come back. Especially when it comes to money. Yeah. I'm not saying don't come back and double check when you're going to get it. But it, it has to be a touch on how you come back. Yeah. You can't Touch. come back accusing me of being mm. a liar, of being all these things, and expect me to just go swipe my card and be like, get this person money. Like, you have insulted me. It's a guilt trip. I'm going to guilt you into giving me the money that you had previously said you would think about. Have you met me? <laughs> Have you met me? Do you think this works? Do you think this is a tactic that works? They're trying. They're trying. I mean, no. I don't know. If there's a school of asking for money from the diaspora, <laughs> then <laughs> where everyone goes. So yeah, everyone yeah. sends you the same message. Like also like I I'm also like I'm in a place where I there's some people in my life that is like that I do this but I'm like if you ask me for money and I have it I have no problem sending it to you no strings attached nothing I like but also don't tell the whole community that you got money because I can't send it to the whole community but if like I'm like I'm in a place there was a time where I couldn't send anybody any money. But if I'm like, okay, I you want fifty dollars, you want to do this. I, if I got it, I will send it to you. If at this time I don't have it, it also how you react about me saying I don't have it. But I also think with the choice to say I'm going to send it or not has been taken away. For me, sometimes I feel like if I feel like I'm in a generous spirit and I send you a time, and then your response is it couldn't be echo cash cancelled. <laughs> cancelled because well, that's what I could afford that's what I could give and I gave you something at the end of the day you here's the thing the informal sector in Zimbabwe is so strong it's unbelievable you could literally give someone airtime and they can give you bread so if that's what I can afford that's what I can afford be grateful and the thing is it's never a thank you it is so why didn't you what did you bring me hmm you came all this way, you didn't bring me anything. And then you're like, I can count all these things that I've done for you before I got here. But also, uh, guys, l- let me play. I know the devil never wanted an advocate, but you know what? I volunteer as tribute again. <laughs> <laughs> but like, let's remember when you were in Zimbabwe. Like, I'm just, I'm just thinking, I'm just like, throw, throw, throw See, it here's the thing. My brother. Charity's dad was in the UK before my mom was. Never did we ever be like, so we need to call up our brother in the UK to get money. Never did. Wait, was there a part where you said you were well off a little bit? Did you say Uh, that? Besides the point, have you seen the people in Zimbabwe? Have you seen the people in Zimbabwe? They are better way off than I am. No, but I'm just saying, I'm like, I think it is a different, I'm because this is something that I'm going through that I'm also trying to understand. But I think there's also a part where it's, it's different. Mm. 
it is the, the approach of how how it comes to money is different than than what we are doing here. I yeah, like like we were saying before, like I was saying when I was younger, I would just ask for things because my dad was 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 away. I'll just ask for things, and they appeared. And so that was my understanding that if you ask for it, and as long as someone is in the UK or America, wherever it is, that it will come. It's not that I. It just becomes an expectation, I think. And in a way, the people in the diaspora are, to an extent, not to blame, but uh, enable it. Not because they are trying to enable bad behavior, but because in them, they know the situation back home. Like I was saying, the situation back home is a, is a complex one, where people need help at times. You can't just be like, ah, my friend, me, I don't want to send you money. I don't want to. I want people will starve. It's hard back home. So it's it's... It's a situation where you have to literally identify specific areas where people need help and contribute to that, <laughs> perhaps. Because at the end of the day, I people need food. Better way of doing it, because then what has happened is people will come and say, "I want to start a business." You contribute. Next month, they are still starting the business. There's <laughs> never a month where there's in, there's profit. <laughs> the business is costing all... you. <laughs> It costs me money, but also, like, I'm, I agree with you. If someone says, I'm trying to go back to school and I need tuition money, I understand mm. that, mm. right? But the unfortunate thing is, someone is like, oh, I want to get my license because then it will help me get a job. Mm. Yes, I support that. Mm. I support that cause. 100%. But I think Amanda once said a, a point that I thought was very interesting, that sometimes because we feel guilty being in the diaspora, that the mm. only way we show our love is by actually giving that money. Uh-huh. So then all we're doing is trying to fulfill a value that we have by sending money. And it's not just money, it's sending things. And because sometimes it's not possible for you to go, right? Yeah, so what yeah. you do is send things as a way of saying, I still care, I still remember you, you're still around. If your mom wasn't buying you things, you probably start thinking, my dad doesn't care. Mm-hmm. My dad is, because at the end of the day, how else is he showing me that he cares for me? Mm. Like, it's one thing to think it, it's another thing to say it. I hate it when people say it. I'm like, I didn't never said I don't care about you. Like, <laughs> like, remember that school, that school where they all go to learn how to ask for money that is that one this got me pressed but i'm also trying to understand the situation that everybody's in and stuff like that but i'm mm-hmm. also in a place of you will not call my phone and call me all the names that you might consider respectful because i said last week last week and it, i said this week and it's monday and yeah. all of a sudden but they saw you on the gram. They saw you on Facebook. Let me tell you, nobody sees me. On they have money to see you on Snapchat. Nobody sees me on anything because I don't post my life no more. I had to stop that. I need to stop giving people these lies that I'm living a bougie lifestyle. I am poor. No, I'm not poor. I am working on my richness. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Same. I have a fear of posting on Facebook because of that idea. I've never posted, like, since I started working, I just, I think I live mostly on Instagram because no one's on Instagram, really. But, yeah, Facebook, nah. Can you see the extent that we have to go to, to, like, pre- like not pretend but to like put a different perception instead of just being ourselves whereas i think one of my cousins posted uh no she had asked for money from one of my siblings and then she goes on to post uh, a birthday cake with her friends and getting together and i'm like yo when was the last time you had a birthday cake (laughs) they are doing it so now we have to live filtered lives Snapchat filtered, Instagram filtered now, so that they yeah, can be more filtered. I saw the double gender ah. there. Look at that. Shout out to you. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Yes, we were all filtered. So, guys, it's been over an hour. We should get to the part where we ask our our guest questions and conclude, because otherwise we'll be oh, all I'm night. enjoying this conversation. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good conversation. <laughs> We're about to be here all night, all night, all night, okay? <laughs> also, you talk about money and, like, romantic relationships. Um, you can say your thought. Say what I, your thought I don't is. have a thought, but I just, that was my thought. Well, we did touch on it, right? We touched on it in saying that it impacts, and sometimes people need to realize that when you talk about money, we're not talking about the dollar sign. You're talking about the values. Oh, I'll give I a remember. specific example where... Like this guy, like they were an older couple and they'd been together for years. He's like, I don't get it. She goes to the grocery store and keeps buying cans to put in the pantry. Why is that? And I was like, well, what value does that have? She's like, well, I grew up in a farm. And the only way I would know that there was security was because we had preservatives. And now that that isn't in place, buying the cans is a way for her to feel like she's secure mm-hmm. and she's okay. Whereas for him, the security was in watching the bank account grow. Mm. For me, can I be with my things? Also, when I die, please bury me with all my things. <laughs> no problem. No, no, no. We can bury her things. She's not going to take those. She would rather come back and be a ghost. <laughs> and fight her well, But in reality, I think conversations as couples, like go on a date with your person and talk about money. Mm. Ask the question of uh, how did you learn about money? Ask the question of what value does money have? How much debt do you have? Like, mm-hmm. um, I like you asking have... these questions. And there's certain how amount you that I will drop that? you. I will drop you because I'm about to, to try and help you with that. That's not my business. Well, God. So obviously, obviously, this this is in a stage of a relationship where you're obviously serious. It's not some some guy. You're just like, hey, how you doing? So it's I don't know. You're just looking like. Mm-hmm. We're having this from the get-go. Date number three. Let's talk about. Well, money. Yeah, it's it's not date number one. It's it's no. like, well, are we going to be going somewhere? No. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm barefaced. Also, when we should do date number one, because who's paying? Can you afford to pay? <laughs> <laughs> do you have no, enough no. to pay for this date? Let's I would say this before, and I've had people call my phone and tell me I shouldn't do it. I don't mind paying for dates. Yeah, but at least the conversation took place. Yes, you know, we, we're going to talk about who's paying for it. If you start, like, also, I don't like going halfsies on anything. Yeah. So either I pay or you pay. When we keep quiet, we move on. Keep pushing. See? Fair enough. Hmm? Fair you enough. people, I've been North America long enough to be like, man, you want to go double Dutch? Let's go Dutch. 
I, I don't. I, I, I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all. No, I mean, obviously, depending on where you are, like there's certain restaurants that don't accept two payments for one bill. Mm. Like you either tell them from the get go that these are going to be separate, so that they mm. ring you in as yeah. separate individuals. I totally get that, and I'm going to actually like respect that. But I also think conversations about money, like Amanda said, are very awkward because it's like it feels like an intimate conversation mm. that. I would rather like go in bed with you before I talk about finances because that feels way too much more intimate than me just like having a situationship because yeah. it's like, why do you need to know my business? Like, what you going to do with my if business? It's about and your business, I need to know how much debt you have. About, paying this. But also I think, I think part of it is when people have those conversations, be gentle with people's stories and their financial journey. Mm-hmm. It's not everyone that is going to be Muta that has this all figured out by a certain age. Me, I'm still spending. Sorry, <laughs> that big rabbit hole. Yeah, I'm still my spending. No, I, I don't. I also need a certain gender, certain gender, mm. to understand that. I know you were raised to be a provider. I yeah, know you were raised to work. You were told. I know you were raised to be the head of the household financially, physically, and all those things. There is nothing wrong with allowing your partner to do that. Mm. Allowing but also, can you share? Like, I feel like the provider situation. Like I said, we're told, just learn how to cook to take care of the house. So then someone becomes a provider because that's all, that's the role that they have. You are only in this marriage because you provide the finances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we need to, that's a, that's a whole other conversation of understanding. Yeah. Yeah. There is more to relationships than, like, just. When, yeah, you can't just bring your money and think that this is going to sustain This is going to work. And you can only wash the dishes and cook dinner and also think that that's going to <laughs> sustain the marriage. It's, yeah, I, it's a I remember conversation when I, to be had. I remember I was on a date with somebody and they were like, do you cook? And I was like, no. And then they were like, when I was talking to you one time, you said you were cooking. And I said, yeah. I just don't want you to have this notion that. Yeah, I, that's all I'm here for. And, and that's all I'm here for. I have other things that I am good at. better mm-hmm. than That should be more of like a character defining thing. Yes. Than, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm like, uh, I will cook for you, but I don't also don't want you to think that this will be my that's job. All, yeah, that's that's it. Way. Like her identity is cooking, made up in ability to cook. Right? C- cooking is a life skill. Absolutely. Everyone should be able to cook. It's not like, I mean, some people are better to, uh, at cooking than others. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, but it's you, not a trait. It's not a personality trait. Right? It's not. And but also, if you think about it, the best chefs in the world, they're usually male. A male. You could be having a hidden talent and you don't even know it. Just try it out. <laughs> Just try it out. Exactly. But now, for me, at the end of the day, regarding this um conversation i just really want us to look at ourselves and continue to learn i mean i think we're better now than five years ago in general as millennials as gen z 
in trying to understand yeah. money because I think yeah. we've been dealt really bad cards in our generations financially. We've had to survive mm-hmm. the global um, financial crisis. We've had to survive um, uh, COVID, a whole pandemic. And this is not even the first one. I mean, Ebola didn't affect us that much, but, you know, co- Maybe we've had to go through Corona. Yeah, you know, definitely. Yeah, it's yeah. Look at my ignorance. Look at my first world ignorance. Yeah, it <laughs> definitely would have affected people. But our generations have had to go so many through so many hurdles, financial wise, that we just won't be able to have. It will take a lot for us to have the same standing as the generations before us, and so it is imperative that we. Sorry, the white picket fence is out. You know, so it is imperative. <laughs> it is imperative. You're not buying house. We... Like you can't buy a house. No, you can't do that. It's it's hard. So it's important that we really identify where we stand financially, ensure that we learn and we educate ourselves in 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 finances. I I mean I can't recommend one book over another or this podcast over another, but I would like just encourage everyone to be diligent in understanding their money no matter how little it is if you can understand your little money by the time you get a lot of it you'll be better off because some of us have this misunderstanding would you know when i earn five thousand dollars a month then i'll budget nor when you earn that hundred dollars for one hour or whatever start budgeting then because that is where your habits start that's where your your things start because if you can't budget two hundred dollars there is no way you can budget to five thousand that's true that's true and also another thing is that like there's a we spend so much time on like social media and like different platforms showing us people living their best life. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, most influencers get to travel for free because they are, they are, you know, they're showcasing the place and stuff like that. And we are over here thinking, I want to go over there. I want to mm-hmm. do that. And it's like, can you afford that? If yeah. you, uh, your you is not talking to you. <laughs> if you choose to do that, would you have rent? Would you have you know, would you have all these other things in place? Is your is this going to affect your credit? And it's like trying to learn how to live within our own means and understanding that we don't have to impress the world. Yeah. Yeah, the Joneses will not sleep outside when you are sleeping outside. No, nope. they will outside. <laughs> Nope. They will still be in their king size bed in their seven hundred thread count cotton sheets, and yeah. you uh-huh. you will be outside. You'd be hungry. You'll be carrying an expensive bag with no money inside. Uh-huh. I still carry my bags with no money. <laughs> They're from Walmart. Like you don't know that he doesn't have money, but it will. Be... <laughs> I carry it. Yeah. No, but I'll carry it. I said this on the last episode. I was like, sometimes, like, there were times where I used to post things that I'm doing and stuff like that. Because sometimes mm-hmm. we we'll go to an expensive restaurant and people don't understand that we could go to an expensive restaurant and me and Noreen share one plate. Mm-hmm. Not because, yeah. maybe because we're full or because we're like, this menu is trash. So we share one plate. But we both snapped that plate, right? Yeah. Yeah. And now the people that are next to me, people that know my financial state is status, start believing that I am rich because we we're seen at that. Your own people, <laughs> and I'm like, do you know Noreen people. paid for that meal, or maybe I paid for that meal and Noreen didn't pay for it? So it's like, how are you going to judge me over a picture you seen on Snapchat? Mm. 
And anyway, it's none mm. of your business. It's my business. Like, it's my no, business. And then when you start saying when they ask you for money or they ask you to do something and you're like, I don't have money, they're like, but you live in your bed. <laughs> but I'm not. How about I'm not? <laughs> but even if I am, even if I am, it's because I've earned it. Well, no matter how I've earned it, if I'm eating at a nice restaurant, let me eat at a nice restaurant in peace. I don't owe you anything because I ate at a nice restaurant. I don't owe you anything if I drive a BMW. I don't owe you anything if I drive a Benz. I don't owe you anything at the end of the day, no matter what I do. So even if you ask me for money, if I say no, don't bring up Uguti. I was eating at such and such. I was carrying such and such bag. Unless I owe you money, then you have the right to be mad. <laughs> but if I don't owe you nothing, if I've never borrowed anything from you, do not comment on my financial status that you don't know about. Okay. That's me. Okay. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> That's okay. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. We'll see you next time. <laughs> this has been so much fun. It, well, we yeah. haven't started asking you personal questions. We're about to oh. ask you personal questions. Oh, okay. All right. Like, are you ready? I'm ready. Like, okay. When was the last time you cried and why? Ooh. The last time I cried, cried was earlier this year when a work colleague made an inappropriate joke and I really took offense to that. Now that joke turns out really wasn't necessarily to me, but I just found it super inappropriate and I work in a male dominated industry and it was very Mm -hmm. hard to tell anyone about it. So yeah, I cried my eyes out i was heartbroken but yeah earlier this year was the last time i cried go on amanda mm, i'm thinking are you not thinking she should go cry like we recommend crying it's important we recommend crying um we recommend you to be in touch with your feelings mm-hmm. um if you feel the need to cry, cry. i cry often i mm. cry more than i should Sometimes mm. it doesn't help, <laughs> but it is it is something that can help you like distress. You definitely, definitely. You know, I felt better it, for it. I mean, I think I cried right? even about things that had just accumulated <laughs> for a while. I just I was like, "Oh, let me catch up with all my crying." Like literally, somebody would tell me something like, "Move," and I'll cry. Like this was when I was younger. I would just cry because I'd be like, "Why am I standing in the wrong spot?" Like, oh. yeah. Mm, um, I'm trying to. Okay, if you could have a date with one person in the world, whether dead or alive, who would it be and why? You can get one meal, so then you can ask them questions. So you're on a date with them, right? In essence. Mm. Oh, um. Who do I want to talk to? And this is someone what who's they don't have to be famous, do they? No. No. Dead or alive, they don't have to be famous. They could be family. Well, I know a guy. No. <laughs> um, I reckon I'd like to talk to my 
grandfather from my father's side because I never got to know that man. <laughs> but there are some questions that I just have about some things that I can't mm. really specify. But yeah, there there are there are a lot of things that are just like clarification on as to, you know, why, what, how type of things. So yeah, I think I'd have a date with my grandfather. Okay. That's so cute. Yeah, I was thinking Beyonce. Never mind. <laughs> Beyonce ain't not done nothing for me. No. I know, I know, girl. I know. I know. <laughs> but no, I, I, I mean, I was thinking along the lines of someone famous, but I was like, but, but really, but serious, but serious kind. I want Jeff Bezos. He just became the richest man in the world. I want to know who's this now. Jeff Bezos. Ah, he must be nice, eh? I just want. He is worth two hundred billion. I just want Shut to know why do I have see, to get? See, a you are worrying about him personally. I would have a date with his wife, ex-wife. Oh. Like, so tell us, tell us. I think about the date. I'm thinking of an elevator pitch to death to give this black woman who is struggling through life a chance. Yeah. Took just one billion, just yeah. you know, black lives matter. Nice. Jeff Bezos, mm-hmm. that's my thing, anyways. Have you healed from your childhood traumas and are you aware of them? Um, I think the other way around. It's like, are you aware of your childhood traumas? Have you healed from them? Yes, I'm very much aware of my childhood traumas. And I wouldn't say that caused me pain with which I need to heal from, but rather or they formed my identity in a better way that I'm able to better express myself and my thoughts about my traumas. Well, I don't know. I, I wouldn't even say, should I even call them traumas? I don't know. But rather I'm aware of certain events that have affected me a certain way. But because of that, I've been able to identify certain things as I've grown older, certain characteristics that I'm able to then stop from evolving into something worse and handle it or talk about it when I need to and then move on. Come on, positivity. Come on. Mm -hmm. Look at that. Be be grateful she hasn't started singing. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime now. (laughs) Anytime <laughs> now, like the church said, I mean, call up all the congregation. <laughs> oh, yes. no, man. <laughs> what is one quality that you value from a partner or will be looking for in a partner? Humor. I mean, um, for me, I I'm a Christian, and it would be natural for me to say someone who believes in God and all that but for me I think that's a non-starter like first of all <laughs> I, I would like to automatically get into a relationship with someone who's also a Christian but Dumb. besides that our uh, shared values I love laughing I love having fun I don't have to go to I don't have to go out or to an experience I don't really yeah I don't mind not going out but if you're someone with which whose company I enjoy, uh, then 
we're gonna have a good time so humor I think for me I've grown as I've grown up like I've identified it as one of like the major things I would like in a partner okay question Amanda do you have a question would you rather trade intelligence for looks or looks for intelligence Intelligence looks and looks intelligence. Ah, no, I think that's a, that's easy. I mean, okay, realistically, honestly, I do love looks. <laughs> but looks, looks ain't gonna put food on the table. They're not gonna do much. But that's not to say if you're good looking, you won't be intelligent. But but yeah, yeah. But the question is, are we saying for myself or for someone else? For yourself. For myself. Like, yeah. It's hard. Um, okay, I'm not gonna front. <laughs> okay, I've just got intelligence because that's the that's the right answer to now. Nah, stuff that I do uh, like. Books. Okay, I do like, I'll, be, I'll be I'll be I'll be the intelligence. You can bring the looks. Let's give our children a chance, hey? Yeah. <laughs> well, is there another reason? Another selfish reason to have children. <laughs> I feel like I would have looks though. I know that was a question for me, but I think about it. Is that the <laughs> It's like I'll be the looks, you be the intelligence. I'll like now, I'll be I think I trust my, my 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 brain enough. I think I'll be the intelligence, you be the looks, yeah. Men can get away with being ugly. That is true. So I don't have a chance then. Well damn. Mm. <laughs> In this scenario that you just did, <laughs> the one that you have created, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> most rich men are ugly. They have the most beautiful women in their heads. I'm just saying. Think about it. That that is that is true. Just no like an alien. He's not, he's not ugly. He's not. No, let me retract that. That's a horrible word to use. he's not not he i don't think he's not he's not attractive i think he's just oh he's just regular looking like he's just he's not a face i'm like oh he looks just a face i'm like oh okay you need to iron him steam him something i I don't think so all his opinions are not enough to steam him no oh no i'm finished Where's this conversation going? We're going left. We're going left. The world is going right. Let's, let's also let's just let's do a double up. Let's do a double up. Let's let's. let's I am go. just looking at Jeff Bezos right now, and I'm like, how did he become this? But guy? also remember, he didn't always look like that. We we you know we've had to grow up. You know, he was young and spunky once. I don't know. I haven't seen his pictures young, but yeah, I mean. I'm sure. Look at you having. Hope. I also haven't seen Morgan Freeman's pictures young, but here I am. <laughs> Morgan Freeman has been old my whole life. Okay, That's we don't true, know how. Hey, Shawshank like. Redemption. <laughs> Everything same, 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 same. <laughs> oh God, we will not end. So I'm no, going to end this conversation. Like I think this has been the longest episode that we've ever had. We will no, give you. <laughs> here's the good thing about this if they don't listen we'll listen to ourselves one more time okay we clap for ourselves how old are they I need to know 
Sorry? Had four children. <laughs> Jeff Bezos has four children. How old oh, are you? I need to know, girl. I'm oh, still no. here. I'm finished. <laughs> Mota, any last thoughts? Any last words? Because um, we might be trying to figure out how to kill these children in the oh, process. No, I'm finished. <laughs> yeah, I children. have had a wonderful time on this podcast. I look forward to many more to come in the future and um, hopefully, if I'm invited anyway. <laughs> but yeah, no, this has been a good conversation and I'd like to encourage everyone that has been listening to go out there, do better for yourself first before you even think about others and because you know when you're in a better situation you'll be able to help people as well so putting yourself in a good position financially enables you to do more in in the long run than you know suffering every day trying to make ends meet so yeah everyone go out there do better for yourself educate yourself it's a continuous journey and yeah keep 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 doing keep doing you well, they say if you educate a a girl child, you raise the village. Ooh, yes. Yeah, but I'm Amen. telling you. Amen. <laughs>